This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. I think when when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. What's up, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners? I'm Becca Kufrin, and I'm writing solo this week because last week I was under the weather. This week, Michelle is unfortunately under the weather. So I'm hoping next week we will both be back ready for action. But I'm excited to be back again this week. I missed y'all last week. Um, And we have a very exciting episode for you because we have our guest Ariel on this week to get into everything with her magical one-on-one date in Estonia to get the scoop on her connection with Zach. And she's been someone who I actually really have enjoyed watching. So I can't wait to pick her brain about everything. She is not only level-headed and mature, but I feel like she also has this really sarcastic, witty side to her. So I'm excited to speak with her. I hope you all can't wait to hear from her too. But before we bring Ariel on, uh, let's just do a little catch-up. It's been a hot second since I was here with you all. Life has been good. I am excited to announce that our house is almost, almost to the finish line. We have been working on it tirelessly. And when I say we, I mean Thomas, and I have been just complaining about it since July. Um, But we are near the finish line. We probably have like a week or two to go, and then it's just finally unpacking and getting settled. Um, So we're excited. And speaking of finish lines, another fun thing to share with you all is that Thomas just ran his first official half marathon in Vegas this past weekend. We're still here kind of just recuperating and recovering and letting him rest. But if anyone follows him on social media, just give him a shout out. Tell him congrats. He actually crushed that half marathon. I was so proud of him. I actually started tearing up watching him cross that finish line. But it was very fun to see. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners out there are runners themselves. I am personally not. So to see anyone complete a 5K or a 10K or the half marathon or, I mean, damn, the full marathon, it's just so incredible and inspiring to me. So to all of those Las Vegas runners who just did the half marathon this past weekend, congrats to you all. Y'all crushed it. It was such a fun atmosphere. Um, And that's a little bit about our life right now. Nothing too wild and crazy. But let's get into our little show recap because that's obviously what we're here for. 
Um, and this week was fun. We saw the cast and crew head to Estonia. It looked beautiful. And I feel like it was a great fresh start for them because they finally got their bachelor back. Of course, he was sick last week, which I can't even imagine being on a season where the bachelor had COVID and was out for a week because you already go through very, very long periods of time without seeing the lead during certain weeks. And so to go for some of these women, they barely saw him for two weeks. I can't even imagine how good that was being in a fresh city, a fresh country, ready to rock and roll with their bachelor. Um, So let's get into it. It started off on a high note. I was so glad to see our girl Charity finally get that one-on-one date in person. I feel like it's been a long time coming and I was hoping she would get that date. I was like, damn, if he starts this week without giving Charity a date when she missed it last week, I'm going to be so bummed. But she got that date card. um, And before she goes on the date... I would say probably like the most drama that took place of the episode took place in like those first couple minutes. And that is when Miss Cat stole Zach before heading out with Charity. And I actually am really interested to get everyone's take on this. So for all of our listeners, please DM Bachelor Happy Hour, DM me. I'm I like actually want to do a poll on Instagram to see people's thoughts on this on if they thought this was a terrible move, if they thought it was an okay move, I'm kind of torn. I think um, in any scenario, when somebody steals the lead like that, of course, it's going to ruffle feathers. Of course, it's going to bother people. But I think given like this heightened situation where Charity had already missed a one-on-one last week, it was finally her time to chat with him and like well, not even chat, like go on this full date with him. I think the timing on Kat's part was very much off. But we've seen scenarios, and I've lived through this too during my time on The Bachelor, where, you know, timing, you kind of have to make the most of the timing, and it's not always conducive to like what everyone else wants. And so whether it's stealing somebody during a cocktail party or even stealing somebody in the middle of the rose ceremony. I mean, like I had flashbacks to when Crystal stole Ari during a rose ceremony ceremony one week. I feel like it's always going to piss people off. Um, I understand that. And so I can understand why some of the women, Brooklyn in particular, were very vocal about why that wasn't the right move. But for me too, I'm kind of coming at the standpoint of like, it seemed a little bit blown out of proportion and maybe that's just me. And again, like I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on this because, you know, it is what it is. You do have to make the most of it. And at the end of the day, like when Kat did steal Zach, he seemed to love it and he seemed to appreciate it. It didn't seem like there was that much time that she stole him for. Like it seemed pretty quick. Uh, He came back right away, then went on this lovely romantic date with Charity. And so that's how I'm looking at it. It's like if Zach didn't mind it and liked it and appreciated that bold move, like that's all that it really comes down to, I think. Um, I was also thinking like the week before when Zach was sick, we saw a scenario where Katie snuck out of her room and went to go talk to him and spent some time with him just through the door And she probably had way more time with him during that moment. But because the women didn't know about it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But, like, the situation's still somewhat the same where people are going out of their way to steal time with him. Um, But all of that being said, I did feel like it was not the right time. I did feel for Charity where she's so excited to finally see this guy again. And she's been long awaiting this date. And, you know, she's she's has to be left waiting a little bit longer. So all this to say, we are happy that Charity finally had this date with Zach. It seemed very romantic. I like Charity. I have been a fan of Charity since we had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. You all know my take and Michelle's take. We started at hashtag Charity for Bachelorette. So I'm glad she finally had her moment um, and was able to just spend finally uninterrupted time with him. Um, So that was the first date to kick off Estonia. We obviously then get into the group date, which had some witchy juju vibes. It was a very interesting choice for a group date. 
I feel like. Um, we see the women go into the middle of the forest and they are saging each other and they're looking through candlelight into Zach's eyes. I mean, it, it is what it is. I think, like, the main thing that we all took away from this date was the fact that, like, it seemed off with Kat and Brooklyn there. Um, so, yeah, group date was an interesting one. Um, and then that night we saw Jess go home, which I don't think anyone was expecting. It seemed pretty abrupt. So Jess was one of the last women who had not had a one-on-one, um, so much so that it really got to her. And she brought that up to Zach that night. Obviously, we saw her go home. And to me, it was an interesting conversation because I feel like Zach kind of flip-flopped like in his responses during that conversation. When Jess brought up like wanting that un- uninterrupted time and spending that quality time to get to know someone, like I totally could see where she's coming from. Very valid points. You, of course, at this point, want to form a strong connection, which they necessarily hadn't. Um, And at one point, Zach was like, well, it's not just about the one-on-one time. And like, I feel like we have a great connection. So I'm going off of that. But then at the end of the conversation, right before he sent her home, he was like, yeah, maybe the connection's not as strong. So I'm like, well, what is it? Like, what are you feeling? I think he was very caught off guard during this conversation and like, didn't quite know how to handle it. I think had it maybe been in a different scenario and they had more time to really like talk it through and think about what they wanted to say. I don't know if she would have gone home at that point. Um, but we did see her go home and some of the women were very shocked, very upset. Um, you know what? That is the show. People go home, unfortunately, which is also crazy to think that now we're in week six and we only have seven women left. I feel like the women are going fast, which it's strange to see because I feel like there's now very few women, but I actually kind of like because you get to know them more. And as the weeks go on, I think we're going to be able to see more of their personalities and like really get to know their backstories, which I, as a viewer, can appreciate. Um But that was basically most of the show. Obviously, Ariel has her one-on-one date, which we are going to get into with her very shortly. Again, I cannot wait to have her on. So I think with that, everyone, let's get Ariel on Happy Hour. Okay, well, welcome to Happy Hour, Ariel. We're so excited to have you here. I have to ask, because I start out with all of the new cast members, is this the first podcast you've ever done? Yes, actually. Yes, we're getting so many nervous. I'm very excited. Don't be nervous. It's all fun. It's it's super lighthearted. It's literally just a girl chat for like an hour. Um, and to all of our listeners who, well, you obviously missed it because we weren't recording this part. But when Ariel just came on, we were talking, we were joking about like trying to figure out technology, and she called herself a boomer, which I very much relate to because I'm always like I'm too old for any sort of technology. Um, but turns out you're you are a millennial, correct? Technically, I'm a millennial, but I feel like a Gen Z at heart. Okay, Gen Z at heart. So you are 28. Were you one of the older women in the house? Um, most of the women were about similar age. Some were okay. 30, some were 27, some okay. were 23, but it didn't really feel like an age difference. But I'd say I was probably in the middle. Okay. And I hate asking that. And I'm not trying to put like uh, any sort of stigma on like age at all because Michelle and I are definitely against that. But um, I was actually your same age when I was filming and we had such a wide array of ages on our season. So I just didn't know where you fell. But but I had said before you came on, I was like, Ariel just seems so grounded, so, so mature. But I was like, she also has this like very witty, sarcastic side that we see come out, which I really appreciate. So that's why I'm so excited to have you on. Um, how has it been just life in general now that you're back in the real world and now watching yourself on the big screen back as the season airs? I think it's been shocking. I watch it sometimes with friends, sometimes with family. I feel like it's always kind of switching. So it's crazy to kind of see everything that I experienced finally on screen. And then you're seeing it for the first time with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like definitely been like a crazy adjustment, just coming out of everything, kind of taking some time to myself, actually being very antisocial for a period of time mm-hmm. and then really diving back into like just being excited about everything. I love watching everything back. I love seeing it play back. I feel like I have a lot of things that I forgot I said. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. When you're in those sleep deprived moments. <laughs> exactly. I'm like London. Um, so I feel like it's been very funny for everyone to see my like personality come through. Yeah. So I feel like my true friends really see me as they always see me. And then people mm-hmm. that don't know me as well, they're like, 
Didn't know she had that in her, but no, um, you're hilarious. <laughs> the part like where her. you started though, and we'll get into the one-on-one date that you just had with him, but the part where you started where you met him and he was like, look, look, we're in the countryside of Estonia. And you're like, really? I thought we were in Jersey. I was cackling. I was like, this is the, this is the witty banter we need. Um, so you said that you've been watching some episodes with your family. Do you ever have to warn them like, Hey, mom and dad, maybe close your eyes during this part or like fast forward this scene. I try not to because usually when I'm not with them, they watch with so many other of their friends. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've just had to tell them nothing and let them go in blind so they can like complain after. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like they are just so excited to see me at all. I swear they do not understand what I've done. Like, like I'm first generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from like a Ukrainian family. And okay. I feel like they just are so excited to just see me on the screen that they don't even know like what they don't care what even happens. They're like, wow, wow. Um, your face. It's my dad will literally send me photos of half of my ear. Be like, they're so <laughs> proud of you. We, that is adorable. <laughs> I love just that. Excited. I swear they yeah. are not paying attention to the kissing or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my dad has made a few comments, but I feel like so far it's been fairly PG. So they're mm-hmm. kind of, they're just happy for me, yeah. honestly. They're just proud of their baby being on the big screen. I love yeah, that. Perfect. That makes it more enjoyable when they're not just like ragging on you for all the little things. Uh, I I had some uncles who would watch it, and every time every week I'd get texts about like, "Can't believe you were kissing him after all those other girls." And I was like, "Okay, don't read too much into it, or just don't watch it. It's awkward." Um, so, how did you get cast on the show? Were you a fan of The Bachelor Bachelorette beforehand, or was this totally like, were you going in blind? I went in completely blind. I'd seen episodes before and definitely when I was like a bit younger, I would watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my friends just fully applied me. I went in blind and I actually got a phone call about the show, not knowing that I was getting the call. So I was very caught off guard. Um, but yeah, basically my friends applied me and I, I went into the whole thing blind because I feel like that's mm-hmm. the best way to do things. So you did not binge watch any quick seasons before you left? I honestly tried, but then I, I just didn't want to. I didn't want anything to like change my experience or I didn't want to like prepare for something when it comes to dating. Yeah. So like the less prepared you are for something, the more authentically you are yourself. So I didn't want to like sit there and like see previous seasons or see what things mm-hmm. kind of played out because yeah. all those leads are different and all those seasons will be different. So mm-hmm. also like as myself, I'll be very different than anyone else. So there's no way to like prepare or watch. Mm-hmm. I more so watched seasons like a long time ago. Okay. I love that. I feel like I wish more people did that, honestly, because it just feels more real, more raw, less like contrived of, oh, I should be doing something this way. Or if I react in an opposite way, it's going to be good or bad. I love the mentality of just going in blind and being yourself. Because like you said, like you're not going to know what the lead is like until you meet him. You can watch past seasons, but everyone's going to be completely different in person. Um so how does Zach compare to other men that you've dated in the past? Was he somewhat similar for your type or completely out of the box different? I don't have a type at all. If you do like a lineup of all my exes, they all look very different or just very different in personality. But the one through line of everyone is like their thoughtfulness and kindness. And I feel like Zach brought out how I used to feel in like my college relationships mm-hmm. because he made me feel like very young again. He made me feel like very kind of like rejuvenated. It felt like kissing him for the first time almost felt like middle school. Mm-hmm. So he definitely reminded me of how I used to feel like before a lot of my past relationships hurt me or situations brought me to kind of want to hide who I am a little bit in dating. I feel like over time you develop like a very like thick skin and you also develop like a lot of barriers that you don't really want people to see through. So I feel like he tapped into a side of me that I kind of hid away for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And I, you, we did see you open up a bit more on that one-on-one, which we will obviously get into. But before that, I just kind of want to talk about like your initial journey, meeting Zach, coming out of the limo. Um, you were the queen of group dates for a while because it was what week six that you got this first one-on-one. Um, so what had what had been up until the one-on-one your favorite date with all the women? Um, definitely not the football date. <laughs> no, I did came in the first few seconds. I didn't know I had that power. Um, 
I think the Bahamas date was really like wonderful, despite mm-hmm. like everything that happened. I honestly always stepped into drama after it happened. Mm-hmm. So I was always very confused. I feel like if you have freeze frames of me, I'm like looking left and right, don't know where I am or what's going on. Um, so I really enjoyed like the entire day. I really enjoyed like feeling carefree. It felt almost like the pool party in a way, mm-hmm. but we got to be ourselves. Like it, whenever you're more dressed up or even he, Zach is more dressed up, people aren't going to be like, they're going to be a little bit stuffier sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it felt nice to like dance on the beach to be eating all these foods. It was a very like beautiful seat, like scenery as well as like a really nice experience with all the other women. So laid back. And I feel like it was... I like the dates where they feel like they could actually happen in real life, right? Like you're not always going to be flying in a helicopter or on a hot air balloon or like on a yacht, but the dates like that could have happened in real life. You and Zach could have just been walking on this beach, joined this party, had some great food, great drinks, great music. And those down to earth ones, I feel like are always the best because you can kind of just relax and like you forget about the cameras for a second. Um, Okay, so the Bahamas, that did seem like a great one. The one that probably was not at the top of the list, though, was when you headed to London. That was a crazy week. Obviously, Zach had COVID, couldn't do anything with you on that date. What was, since it was derailed and you heard the news that Zach wasn't feeling well and wouldn't be joining that day, what were you first feeling when you heard that? Like, oh, shit, we're not going to see him at all this week. I feel like the second you find out that someone's not feeling well, you think about how they're feeling. So I definitely wanted to make sure he was okay. And there's only so much I can do right in that situation. So I I was just feeling bad for him because he's like completely sequestered in his room. He's by himself. I'm sure he's feeling so many emotions that everything that we might be feeling, he's feeling tenfold because he's alone. Mm -hmm. So I just felt bad for him. I wanted to make sure he was okay. I wanted to make sure his symptoms weren't too severe. And I just wanted to make sure he wasn't feeling so completely like isolated by himself. Mm Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Do you know, Oh, I actually have a two-part question. One, did anyone find out that Katie snuck out and went to his room and like had that little date with him like behind the door? I don't think so. I think we all thought of like different ways that we could make him feel better and all wanted to be creative, like whether it be to make like a poem or write something. I feel mm-hmm. like we all tried to communicate with him in all these ways. Um, and one of her ideas was a care package. Okay. Okay. That was my second point then. Did anyone send him notes or anything just to kind of brighten the day for him a little bit? Did I think you everyone, personally send him anything? I think everyone was thinking of doing that and they were all thinking of like, how can I make him feel better? How can I be like thoughtful in this moment? Um, so everyone wrote like a little thing or tried to do something. I don't know as many details because I didn't really ask. Mm-hmm. Um, people told me. So mm-hmm. I tried to write him like a crossword of everything that we've experienced so far and more things about Aww. me. It, like so a crossword that he could play then in his room when he was sick. Exactly. Yeah. I want him to have an activity and be like, yeah. so not nothing too difficult because I'm sure he was just feeling um, like very ill. So yeah. I didn't want it to be too intense, but something cute where he could still be getting to know each other. Right. But we're also, it was a good lead up to like our next date as well. Yeah. What a good idea. Damn. I want I want Ariel on my season. Um, so when you heard that it was just going to be the girls on this group date, what were you feeling like? Were you like, okay, like we can kind of just chill, explore London? I think you should always make the most of everything you're given. So we're lucky to still be out in London. We're lucky to be in London altogether. Um, and unfortunately he can't go out. So we also have an opportunity where we can like get to know each other more. We can like think of more things we want to say to Zach before we see him. Our mm-hmm. time is still like, limited and precious with him. So I feel like it let us like enjoy the day. It let us, it was so unfortunate. He couldn't be there for either part, both like the day date and the cocktail ceremony as well, but mm-hmm. it made me just miss him more and value the time we had together more as well. Right. So I, I, I never want to be in a bad headspace when I'm, I'm outside, I'm enjoying things. I want to make the most out of everything always. That's why I even did the show in the first place. Mm-hmm. I just want to make the most out of every opportunity that I'm given. And especially when it comes to dating, you just want to be like a positive force for someone. And I feel like when morale is low amongst the women, I also want to make sure everyone was like in a better headspace. Mm-hmm. Damn, I feel like you and Charity, we we had Charity on a couple of weeks ago and she was like, because obviously she's the therapist and she would do like all these calming exercises with the women. I feel like you would have been good morale too, to just kind of like keep spirits up and keep things going. And like, we'll see him soon. Like, let's still have fun here. Um, What was the virtual cocktail party like? Because that's the first time we've ever seen that 
I think, ever in Bachelor Nation. Um, and I'm sure it was a little weird. Obviously, we're all used to Zooms and FaceTimes these days. But to, like, do that dating-wise has got to be a little bit hard. I think, again, it's a situation of, like, I've always done long distance, for example. I've always been in, in relationships where the other person lives somewhere else. Or when I've been traveling, we've made, like, the most we could of the time we have. Mm-hmm. So I personally felt like it's really weird to not be in person together. It doesn't feel as nice as it always does to be like touching someone, to be physical with them, to even like their mind a bit more um, interpersonally. But I feel like it was nice that he had time to give us it all that week. That week I was like taking breadcrumbs. I was taking anything that I could at that point. (laughs) Um, Like we basically didn't have two dates in a way. Mm -hmm. So I was I felt really good that we were able to still talk. And I kind of did a whole like James Bond thing. It was a deleted scene. Um, so I brought on like a little shaker situation. I think I'm pretty sure it like hit the ceiling and hit the ground. Um, <laughs> Bring back this footage. Yeah, I'm not um, good at making a gin and tonic, I've decided. I'm not the Bond villain I thought I was. But <laughs> it was nice to do like a little bit and like be playful. And like, I felt like I couldn't do that in the same way in person. Because mm-hmm. maybe you can see that the shaker hit the ceiling. But it was nice to get like creative. It was nice to try to like also bring it back to like what the location we were at, make it more like cinematic, if you will. So mm-hmm. I, as weird as it was, I was happy we like got the time with him. And I was happy he was feeling in better spirits and he wasn't feeling like he had to be in bed anymore. Right. How much time did everyone get with him? Because usually during those cocktail parties, I mean, you have anywhere from what, like five to sometimes 25 minutes did you so did most women have a good chunk of time to chat with him during that virtual one yeah he made a lot of time for everyone I remember good. it being at least like 30 minutes from what I remember it felt like okay. honestly longer. um Damn. we I'm pretty sure we got 30 minutes at least and it actually okay. was nice because usually during cocktail ceremonies you don't know if you'll get time you right. don't know how to go so this was like you you definitely get time you have this allotted moment with this person so it felt really nice to have that and to mm-hmm. know for sure you're going to get that time no matter what. Because yeah. there are some cocktail ceremonies where I didn't get any time at all. Mm-hmm. And I guess the bonus of this one was probably no one was able to come in and steal him. Because exactly. he's, he's already not there. Um, I didn't even think about that until now. Okay, let's get into Estonia because this is obviously a very fun week for you. You finally get to travel. I I, I called it like a reset for everyone. Like obviously no one saw Zach the week before besides Gabby. So it was a fresh start in a new country. You obviously get to see your boyfriend again. Um, So what were your first thoughts when you found out you were going to Estonia? Have you ever been there before? No, I actually haven't. I know, I know about the Baltics in general and that like territory just because I'm Eastern European, but mm-hmm. I've never been there and I never honestly knew the extent of the culture there. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was so beautiful and the food was amazing. It looked really beautiful. I've heard great things about Estonia. So I'm, I'm glad that they were able to take you there for the show. Um, going into this week, like what were your hopes? Because you were, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were one of, I think, three women who had not yet received the one-on-one, correct? I think it was you... Jess and Greer. Yeah. Okay. So what were you expecting? Like, did you have a feeling you'd maybe get the one-on-one that week? I mean, obviously I'm sure you were hopeful. I'm always hopeful, but I genuinely really didn't think I was going to get it, honestly. Mm -hmm. So when it was announced, I'm pretty sure I gave like the least gracious reaction imaginable. Um, I feel like girls are always like looking down and smiling and Mm -hmm. very like, they like curtsy. I was like, whoa. Um, I definitely wasn't like the most graceful. Yeah. So, so excited. I was just so stunned. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're, you become so patient over time, you're always like waiting for that opportunity moment. And I feel like I'd had so much patience by that point. Mm-hmm. So I think by that point, I just, it would have been so many times that I hadn't gotten the one-on-one. So to finally get it, I think I was just so shocked, but so, right. so excited. Yeah. How fun. So before we get into like the actual details of the date, um, a little drama went down right before Charity's date. And that was like the moment when Kat had pulled Zach aside, took him out of the room. Um, Obviously, like Charity was all ready to go. What were your thoughts in that moment? Um, Because, you know, we saw some women like Brooklyn who were really rubbed the wrong way. Where were you at? Were you like, okay, like it's it's not that this is a game, but like the name of the game in a way, or were you kind of very put off too? 
I think the best way to give advice to someone and relate to them, because I felt like at some point I kind of had to step in, um, is to understand where they're coming from. So I, I understood where, where both women were coming from. I felt like the action itself was not respectful. And if I were in the position of charity, it would hurt like my feelings. So I feel like I really wanted to, for Kat and I to be on the same understanding and I wanted to relate to her mm-hmm. and have her not feel attacked. Cause I felt like in the situation with Brooklyn, it was, it was a much more aggressive in a group setting. I have a lot of sensitivities for like one person being called out in a group setting. I just don't like the way that feels. I don't like for it to be like a five against one. So mm-hmm. that type of sensitivity of mine. And then I just wanted to make sure that Kat understood that we still like support her. We're still like a group, like our season was just so respectful and kind. Right. So that so out of, outside the scope of what we'd really experienced to such an extent before, especially the smaller group. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that Kat understood, listen, what you did was not an action that I align with. I don't agree. I wouldn't do something like this. It's, it's okay. I understand it. The setting makes like, we're all pursuing the same person. The setting makes people feel very heightened emotions. We're all like, we all want the time with him. We all want the time with Zach, but this is just not the way you go about doing that. And this is just not the kindest thing to do to someone before they have their day. Mm -hmm. Everyone always gets their day. So you have to be patient and you have to make sure that you're not like encroaching on someone else's time because you wouldn't want that to happen to you. Right. I just really didn't like that because I wouldn't do that to someone else. And I wouldn't, I don't think it's even in line with like the personality that Kat has and the person that she is. So I felt like Mm -hmm. she was acting outside the scope of her like empathy. Yeah. I definitely agree that this, being in this situation, in this scenario where you're so removed from any sort of normalcy that you experience on a daily life, like it really does heighten everything. Like it makes you do things and say things that you wouldn't necessarily do in normal scenario. Um, And it's interesting too, because I was trying to explain to the listeners before we had you on, like there's a time and a place for things. And, you know, people are always stealing the lead, whether that's before a date, whether that's like in the middle of a rose ceremony, we've seen that happen as well. Um, and it, 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 it's tough because I felt like, and this is just for me, I felt like it was a little bit blown out of proportion in the way that Brooklyn reacted. But I also get it, like, especially for charity, she already missed one, one, one-on-one date last week when Zach was sick. She already had to deal with, um, like the whole thing at the beginning of the season when, Christina kind of put her down when she got the group date rose. And now this, I was like, this poor girl cannot catch a break. This is not the time for charity. Um, But again, like, is there ever really a time? Um, And you were the one to talk with Kat, like during the aftermath of the whole Brooklyn debacle, correct? I spoke Um, to everyone individually. So mm -hmm. I really got to understand where everyone was coming from. And I feel like I, I kind of stepped in in this way as an accidental mediator. Um, which is not the most fun position, but <laughs> I feel like I, I get where everyone's coming from. So I get where Brooklyn's coming from because she's protecting her friend. Mm-hmm. I get where Kat's coming from because she's protecting her relationship. And I get where Charity's coming from because she's just, as you said, she didn't get the one-on-one she's had. She's, she's been so patient and so gracious about everything. She was mm-hmm. the one grounding sessions with us. We were honestly, she and I really connected and I really related to her in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she, it was, this was her moment. So I didn't want that to be overshadowed either. So it's just a hard position to be in because we all got so close in so many ways, but it's so many different personality types in this like melting pot in a way that are all yes. pursuing within. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for everyone to act like their best self or always be like completely respectful to everyone else all the time. So I understand wanting to pull someone when you feel disconnected from them, but we were all feeling that same way in the group setting as well. Like none right. of us had to him either. The last chance we had had was the cocktail ceremony. So I feel like instead of what I'm talking to Kat, instead of making her feel like she's being attacked, I just want her to feel like, I understand why you did it, but this is why it's not the best like course of action. Why it's like, why this hurts other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to see outside of yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure you're probably the best person that she could have chatted with in that scenario. Again, like very level-headed, grounded. Um, as you said, the mediator, whether you want it to be or not, uh, that was you. But things take a turn for the up because you get the date card. What did your date card read again? I actually, I think it said, let's turn up the heat. Let's turn up the heat. So did you have any idea what this might entail? 
I did not. And I did not think it was going to be what panned out. I kind of had an idea because again, in, in Eastern Europe, there's a culture of like saunas and baths and things like that. Um, and it's a very like holistic culture as well. So I was thinking maybe it would be something of that nature, but okay. I really never know what to expect. And whenever mm-hmm. I would guess on any of the dates, I got everything so wrong. Like I swear <laughs> I did not. It's the, foot, I, the football date was the most obvious. I didn't guess it at all. I was the worst at guessing who was going to get something mm-hmm. or anything that happened. So um, I, I really had no idea. So I went kind of blind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ended up being like the funniest, best date ever. Because yeah. as before, it's nice to not have like this simulated, extremely romantic environment. I like to laugh with my partner. I like mm-hmm. to be able to like be very comfortable and let loose. And I feel like as unusual as that setting was, it's what made us get closer. Mm-hmm. It really forced you to, yeah, get closer. And I feel like push you outside of the comfort zone a little bit. Um, what was that like when you found out that you were not only going to be doing a sauna, but it was the nude sauna? <laughs> the funniest thing is that before I was very nervous to go into the show, I, I really debated if I was going to do it or not. And my parents had like a family meeting they sat me down on whether I was going to do it or not. And my dad gave a speech and he was like, you cannot do the show. There will be naked people. They will force you to kiss naked people. It was not the, pro- I saw the show. It is not appropriate. I swear he watched Game of Thrones and straight up thought, <laughs> it. thought it was, thought you were going into Game of Thrones, not The Bachelor. <laughs> really? I don't know what show he watched. I'm like, this is on ABC. I don't know what he's talking about, but he was like, they will take you into rooms and there will be naked people everywhere. I'm doing like a grew accent. So I'm done with that now. But he, <laughs> so he gets his speech. So I was thinking about that. The weirdest thing is that I thought about my father when the nudists were announced because he he warned me. He told me that there would be naked people on the show. And I was like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? I'm going to do the show regardless. So the fact that my dad was in my head when I saw two naked people is very weird for me. And I still think about it today. My dad really got in my head because I remember just laughing at him for an hour. being like, What are you talking about? They're never, I'm not, I'm only going to be in a bathing suit at most. Like, what are you Mm -hmm. talking about? And then when the nudist came in with like a bell, (laughs) when mom and dad came in, that was the best. Can you come in? And they were following you. Like it wasn't just at the beginning, but like later on when you were sitting having this nice private moment in this tiny ass sauna, they just come in. They seemed very sweet though. I will say like it was like mom and dad were there obviously weird with with the nude but like they seemed so kind and like they were in love and you guys are hopefully falling in love so um yeah okay so so if if your dad was going through your mind when you heard about the nudists when you actually came back from filming and like we're explaining everything to your family like when when the the Estonia week came up. Did you explain like, hey, dad, you weren't far off from what you originally thought? I still haven't really explained it to them. I haven't really gone through each week and told them all of those things. I more so spoke on like the relationship and my experience. But mm-hmm. um, again, it's always an element of surprise for them. But I just couldn't face my dad and be like, you were right. You were nervous. <laughs> You you weren't wrong. Your Game of Thrones visions partly came to life. (laughs) Again, being first generation, my parents are still very confused about what I've done. They don't understand reality television entirely. They keep thinking, I think they think that I'm the lead. I don't think they think it's like multiple women. They think it's just me and Zach. Mm -hmm. So my parents just really didn't get it. So having to explain like the nudist thing as well, I was like, I'll just save that for when they see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're going to get a kick after watching it this week, I will say. Um, but you know what? You've gone in blind this entire season. Let them go in blind and just yeah, let think- let me know what your father says after watching it back this week. He will. He can call you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad, call me up. I want to hear your reaction. That would actually be kind of fun to have some parents on the podcast at some point, like after something like this goes down. Just You guys have to do that. Oh my God. I, that's the most authentic reaction. I, I would love to have your father on. What's his name, by the way? Helix. Helix. Felix. So Felix. he's spelled in a unique way. So there's no X, it's K S. Okay. Well, Felix, Papa Felix, anytime you want to join Happy Hour, you just call me up, sir. I would love to.
Okay, so let's get into the evening then. What was the evening like for you where you finally knew that you would open up to be able to open up to Zach a bit more and not have anyone interrupt you with whatever you had to say? I think that's what made me really like take down my walls for the first time. Again, I've had like such a sordid relationship history and I feel like I started to really hide my like true inside personality. Like people can see my humor. People can see I'm a bit mysterious at times. That's not the entire scope of who I am. So I feel like this was the first time I really got to show Zach how vulnerable I can be. And I I feel like that word is overused now, but it's it's a great word. Mm -hmm. Um, I really got to show him like why I'm there what really brought me there, what my past really kind of created for me to even feel like open to the idea of doing a show like this and how far I was like pushed in my past relationships to not have really found my person and how hard that was Mm -hmm. and how I've always been kind of for a long time with the wrong people that didn't bring the best things out of me. So it was nice to be able to have that conversation. It was nice to feel so comfortable being so candid and talking to someone with like no jokes, no humor, no like layer of protection in a way. Um, And that was the first time in a long time I'd had a conversation like that. And I actually feel like I deliberately act mysterious or act like elusive and things like that. So people don't really know what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And, and I don't have to get to that, that point. I love to have deep conversations. I, I'll answer any question that people ask me, but it takes me a long time to actually feel comfortable talking about the things that I've experienced in my past on, on, in terms of details. Right. How do you feel he received what you told him about your past? I think he received it very well. I feel like he always made me feel so comfortable. And so honestly, I know it's so weird to say, but you do forget the cameras are around and you do forget that you're kind of in this environment because it always felt like it was Zach and I kind of off camera. So I always felt so good around him. I always felt like I could be super weird, be super funny, like tell the most like inappropriate, sarcastic joke. Like I was speaking about the, one of the nudist body parts and he was loving that. Um, (laughs) do tell more i I called the guys eggplant if you will eggplant emoji Uh um nudist uh i called it a micro penne because that's what i call any guy that has a very small part yeah it's like a cute way of putting it without this this poor nudist sir i hope you don't listen to happy hour i said that privately and then zach goes and says micro penne on camera but um yeah i I turn into like an italian phrase like micro penne it's like a make it sound fancy yeah you make it sound like fancy kind of sounds like a compliment when you say it like that (laughs) um Okay, I'm the micro penny just right now. I oh I wanted to get into like when Zach offered you the rose, but now I just am gonna be thinking of micro penny. Also the next time I eat penne pasta, that's what I'm gonna be thinking of. I might have ruined pasta for you forever. Don't worry, nothing can ruin pasta for me. But now you just made it more enjoyable. It'll just be more fun the next time I order penne with Thomas at a restaurant. Um So how did it feel after finally opening up to Zach? And like you said, being more vulnerable when he offered you that rose for you and correct me if I'm wrong, but did you feel like up until that point, like that was truly the most important rose that you did receive? It's so hard for me to like think of everything, the concept of roses, right? Because like, this is a relationship. This is my future like husband. This is like my partner. Mm -hmm. So That rose had the most like weight and value at that time because it's just our one-on-one and it mattered so much to me to just like be able to share those things with him. But my focus was on like sharing that, having him get to know me, having him understand me and like seeing if he, if he understands that and accepts that, that we're progressing. So Mm -hmm. it really meant so much to me to get that rose. But the, the thing that I thought about the most was being able to feel comfortable with Zach in a way that I hadn't felt comfortable with men in my past. Mm hmm. Uh, well, I'm so excited he gave you that rose. You've been – and and I apologize. I said at the beginning, I'm like, Ariel is kind of a sleeper like because we didn't see a ton of you at the beginning of the season. You weren't in the midst of the drama, which I can appreciate, and I think it does everyone good when you're not in the midst of that. But you have grown on me week by week. I've absolutely loved watching you, and I loved watching you on your one-on-one because we finally got to know more of who Ariel is without – all of the chaos of the other women around. Um, so I really can't wait to see where your connection with Zach goes in the coming weeks. Um, so without giving too much away, can you tease just a little bit of what's to come in the coming weeks? I think there's going to be so much humor. There's going to be so many laughs. There's going to be so many like funny and amazing experiences. And 
like Zach and I just had such a great way of like laughing at each other, poking fun, like even the Jersey comment. Oops. Um, so I feel like it was very important for me, to, for me to be with someone that just knows how to like laugh through life with me. That's what I learned from my parents. So it's going to be a season full of, full of humor, full of laughs, full of, honestly, the women were also so funny. So I feel like all of them had such like unique personalities and we're just like, we're all kind of like stand-up comics in our own ways and had yeah. our own humor. So there'll be a lot of that. I love that. I, lo- I I do love this season for the friendships we're seeing. It does seem like for the most part, all of you get along so well. You're so supportive of each other, which we have not seen in really any season in this capacity, which is so incredible. Who were you really, really close with in the house? Like who were some of your best girlfriends? I was super close with Katie, with Gabby, with Charity, um, with, with Jess as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were like my really point people, but I got so close to like, honestly, everyone. So like Kat, Kylie, Mercedes, um, I'm literally listing everyone out, mm-hmm. but I got so close to, and Allie as well. I got so close to so many women in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of women stepped in when I was feeling a certain way, like all the different personality types really helped me get through moments that I couldn't have gotten through on my own. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice. Like I knew, like I need to go to charity for something. I need to go to Katie for something to Gabby. Um, so I feel like all their different personality types helped me like really get through the difficulty of everything. And again, just like have a laugh too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was, it was a truly amazing season. I saw so many like beautiful and amazing sides of all the women. Okay. There, ha- there's a group chat, right? Every season, I feel like there's a group chat with all of the women or all of the men. Please tell me there is one. And every Monday, I'm sure it pops off. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, um, no, that like those were some of the best times was was just talking with all the girls every Monday being like, oh, did you know so and so did that? Or, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that in an ITM. Um, but you honestly, I, like, you bond with the women in, in oh, a way yeah. that no one understands it. Once you leave the show, you, it is called a trauma bond, for lack of a better term. But like the things that you experience together, no one else will ever understand. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that whether there's a group chat or not, we will definitely like always <laughs> have, we'll always like be in each other's lives now. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, and, and, and that's, I got I, I sound so cliche and I always say this, but like, you know, you go on the show to hopefully find love and to find a partner, but like, it's the friendships, those lasting friendships that like, you'll remember like I'm still super close with a couple of the girls from Ari season and I was like I would do it all over again to still have these people in my lives whether you know we went through a lot of shit when when we were filming and it was a crazy couple months of your life but the friendships are incredible so I'm I'm glad that you are close with some of the girls still okay let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the next part um this is just a very fun easy rapid fire game so basically I'm gonna just fire questions off at you just get to know you a bit more and then just give me like the first thing that comes to your mind okay okay so no it's so easy don't worry uh are you an early rise or a night owl a night owl I'm up until like 5 a.m on tiktok Okay, what is the best dating advice you've ever received? To find a, a common shared interest with your partner that only you two share. Ooh, that's good. We haven't heard that one on here yet. That's good. What is your go-to pizza order? Honestly, I, I randomly really like mushrooms on my pizza now and more of like a white pizza. Okay. A so. Bianca pizza. Bianca situation with some onion, anything that gives you like the worst breath imaginable, like oh, throw yeah. anything on there and I'll eat it. What is one word that your best friends would use to describe you? Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Well, that's a good one. Okay. Switching to what is your favorite curse word? Probably fuck. No. Oh, we got a new <laughs> one here. <laughs> I also love the fact, okay, we're going to have to bleep that out, but please keep it in. Most people are like, wait, can I swear on here? Can I say it? I, I'm like, I said two in one second. I so. love it. I love <laughs> it. Uh, and it's a unique one that we've never heard. So you heard it from Ariel first. Um, <laughs> what, that's what I in London. They just changed it to London. It's so good. Um, what is the most played song or artist in your playlist? Um, probably still ABBA. I know that that was like really a thing for me, but ABBA's really up there. On me, baby, I'm uh, still free. Oh my god, love I'm good wanna... ABBA. Yeah, ABBA's always up there. Okay, what's your favorite cocktail? 
anything spicy. So I love like a spicy mezcal, a spicy tequila, anything that like the rim has tagine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as many jalapenos as you can. So spicy, like cucumbery type of a situation. Okay. I love that too. If you could be any animal, what would it be? I think a dolphin. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I took Friendly. those tests that said what you would be, but <laughs> dolphins have actually really high EQ and they're very like empathetic. Mm-hmm. They're so, so smart. They're very smart and they're very like, they actually have self-awareness, which I think is very interesting for like a sea animal. Okay. What is the current screensaver on your phone? Honestly, I don't, I always use the classic ones. I never have anything that um, is different, but I just have like the, the desert situation. The lovely little desert. Look at that. It could be Utah. could be the Grand Canyon. We don't know. I'm going to change it now. Okay. Well, let me know. We can always change this answer. Just, just uh, DM us the screenshot of what you change it to. Um, okay. If you could visit one place in the world, where would you go? Um, I'm really dying to go to Africa, honestly. Mm. I, I really love like terrains like that. I love animals. I really, that's one part of the world I really have not explored at all. So that's okay. definitely right. Like what, one specific country? Probably um, Kenya. Okay. Um, I'm dying to go to Tanzania as well. I'm dying to see Rwanda. Okay. Well, one okay. day. Add it to the bucket list. Yeah. It's Manifest that. Okay. Last question for this part. If you had to describe this season of The Bachelor in just one word or one phrase, what would that be? Um, authentic. I feel like everyone was very much themselves, whether that be good or bad, whatever that means. I feel like everyone really tried to to put that foot forward. And I feel like Zach carried a season of like pure honesty and was very much himself. And I feel like he really brought us to that place. So mm-hmm. I feel like he always made it everything authentic. Anytime there's issues or drama, he would send people home. So I feel like this season was very authentic. Okay. I'll take it. I love that. Now we have a couple last things before we let you go. First is our resource section, which basically it's, we'd love to just keep our listeners informed and give them quick, easy access to different resources, um, especially in regards to racism. So my resource is, um, it's called brownicity.com. And it's, um, I had talked about Dr. Lucretia Berry on the podcast a couple weeks ago in the three and 30 podcast resource, but bronicity.com is basically a website that offers anti-racism education with different courses and events. Uh, it actually offers both paid and free courses. So really anyone can go and sign up to get some of those resources and courses. Um, they have some geared for kids. They also have some for adults and caregivers, and then also some for educators or leaders who want to, um, do more like speaking and leadership roles, um, on like culture, race, ethnicity, all of that. Um, so it is called brownicity.com. Again, you can sign up for their free courses. They will send you a book in the mail and then you can just access all of the courses online. Um, so that is my resource of the week. And Ariel, if you have one, we would love to hear yours as well. Yeah. A lot of people might not know this, but I'm, I'm actually Jewish. And I feel like in recent events that have been happening, there's been a huge surge in anti-Semitism. It's been an ongoing issue globally, but particularly in the U.S. Jews account for 2% of the population, but they're 60% of all hate crimes. So I feel like it's important to kind of get the conversation open. And one of my favorite books is The Choice by Dr. Judith Eva Eager. She talks about her experiences in Auschwitz, what she overcame and how she kind of turned that into helping others. So she helps people with PTSD and became a psychologist eventually. And she talks about her choice and and kind of humility, humanity. She talks about the importance of getting yourself out of a situation and turning that around for yourself and healing. So I I feel like that's a very important resource for me personally. Wonderful. The choice. The choice, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that one. Um, And again, to all of our listeners, we usually will 
include these on our highlights reel of Instagram for Bachelor Happy Hour. So you can always go there, click on them, read through them, listen through them, whatever you need. Um, it's just a great way to get started. So thank you, Ariel. We will add that to our highlight reel as well. Um, and then one last thing before we let you go, which is just a fun way to wrap up every interview, is we would love for you to share your rose and your thorn, which is basically your rose, which is the highlight, like your favorite moment, whether it was during filming or now watching it back just of the season and then a thorn, which would be the opposite. So whether it's a negative moment, a terrible memory, something awkward or cringeworthy that you wish you didn't said, whatever it might be, your rose and your thorn. My rose would be the one-on-one. I feel like that's where I, I really started to open up to Zach. That's where I really started to heal. I feel like he helped me heal from a lot of my past relationships and what I experienced and be open in that way. So that one-on-one kind of like pushed us into the next stratosphere and really got us close. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really important for me. So I guess the, okay. the moment would be that the one-on-one, but like the process would be kind of healing mm-hmm. and a thorn. I feel like it was really hard to every time that the women would leave so especially as like the season continued, you just develop such close relationships with everyone. Mm-hmm. You have such like nuanced relationships and, and everyone like becomes such a part of the group. So I feel like the second that you know you're getting a rose and you're going up there, you know that someone isn't. So that was hard for me. Like the second you, you would have to say like a huge goodbye to someone that you're so close to would be also the next step that you're in the next phase of your relationship. So that was really difficult. And this is where I see the thoughtful side of you come out. I think like, like you said, if your best friends were to describe you very thoughtful and always like looking at both sides and, you know, the positives and the the not so positives of a scenario. But um, Ariel, it has been so much fun watching you. It has been even better finally having you on. You're somebody that Michelle, I know is probably bummed she couldn't chat with you this week. Um, but thank you for hopping on happy hour. And um, we like to tell everyone too, like we're always here. So if you ever need advice or somebody to talk to or to ask questions or support, just let both of us know. And we are always here to support you girls. So thanks for hopping on. And um, we can't wait to see where this, uh, I hate saying this, where this journey goes with Zach and you. All right. Well, that was so much fun having Ariel on. I'm such a fan of her and she just keeps growing on me. I, I said at the beginning, I didn't know how far she was going to go. I, I maybe called her a sleeper, but she's, I think she's going to make it far and I'm a fan of her. So thank you, Ariel, for joining us. And a huge thank you to all of our happy hour listeners. We of course couldn't be here each and every week without you. Thanks for bearing with just me this week. And again, hopefully Michelle will be back ready to go next week and feeling better. And everyone, don't forget that new episodes of The Bachelor air every Monday at 8, 7 central on ABC. And you can also stream the next day on Hulu. And don't forget that casting is open for men to date our next Bachelorette, whoever that might be. So if you are single or if you know someone who is single and would make a great addition to the show, please go to the website to nominate or apply. And that website is bachelornation.com slash apply. And also make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow Bachelor happy hour on Instagram. And then from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on both Twitter and TikTok. And for all of the prime members out there, you can also listen to Bachelor happy hour ad free on Amazon music, download the Amazon music app today, or you can also listen ad free with Wondery plus in Apple podcasts. And before you go, please tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Thanks to all of our listeners and we'll talk to y'all next week. Take care. Cheers. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. 
My routine, I have my eggs in the morning. I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day. Hit the gym. I'm more alert. I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 